I think the GooTuber is probably the worst. I'm gonna go with GooTuber. I've never wanted to have sex with a pot pie, but like, I'd have sex with that pot pie. <laughs> We're all weak to stepping on nails. Let me preface this by saying I wrote a script. Daytona Beach is like two mild inconveniences for being a post-apocalyptic wasteland anyway. So many of my tabs say semen. Are you guys ready for this weird horny adventure that we're all about to go on? You can't handcuff me for skanking. This motherfucker gaslights you. Diet Coke and Sorrow will be chapter four. And against all odds, Kyle, we became those swirly weirdos. This whole podcast is a very negative mouthfeel. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how there are no more voice actors, there is only Chris Pratt. Chris I Pratt. That. I hate it. He got announced as Garfield, and the internet was like, okay. No. He could have played Garfield in 2009. Who did play Garfield in 2009? Bill Murray, Matt. Bill Murray. It was Bill Murray. <laughs> oh, wow. Wild. That's not a good trade. No. I read today that it's speculated that Bill Murray got that role because he thought it was a different director. <laughs> the, I, I don't know the direct, the actual director's name, but mm -hmm. it's something Cohen. And he thought yeah, it was it, half it was... of the Cohen brothers. So he's like, uh, yeah. I mean, I'd, it doesn't make any sense to me, but like Cohen brothers doing a Garfield movie sounds pretty wild. I'm in. And then he got, <laughs> he got on set and it was very much not the case. And he's like, well, I guess I already agreed to it. Let's do <laughs> I this. I guess I'm Garfield now. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. So as spooky season winds down, we officially enter the holiday season. Trademark copyright. And for many people and cultures in the Western world, that means spending time with family, eating large home-cooked meals, and celebrating a bountiful year. And for many athletically inclined families, that means group participation and some sort of expression of physical fitness. Whether that's a Thanksgiving-themed 5K cornhole in your backyard or the most traditional a backyard game of good old american football man man kyle you've just like nailed me so hard this week <laughs> are those all things that you do andrew I'm, all the time i mean i'm such a such an athletically inclined family have any of you guys ever actually like played in a turkey bowl on thanksgiving day not a single time never we did, we did one year and i went inside crying because i was picked on by an older cousin oh yeah i figured i was hoping to get todd with all three of these um mm -mm. we did a cornhole tournament before, well, but. just just because as I get older, I'm fighting against the genetics that so don't want me to be athletic or fit. I do continue to run those five Ks, but that's just me not yielding to genetics that are out to get me. <laughs> just forever running away from that voice that tells you it's okay, Todd. Stay on the couch today. <laughs> get Taco Bell for, for dinner. dinner. <laughs> Todd has nightmares about Cheetos. <laughs> I was triggered today when you had him in a drink. Oh. Yeah. Now the powers that be, trademark, copyright, have realized that everyone playing the same old traditional game every year with the same family ball that's been used for generations isn't quite stimulating the economy enough to, to use a euphemism. So they've, at, they've tasked us here at Debate This headquarters to pitch the American public the next popular backyard family sport. Why us, you ask? Us soft-bodied non-athletes? Well, because that they think this next popular sport will come from the world of video games for some reason. And we needed a framing device for this episode again. Because nothing stimulates the economy like video game sports, am I right? You are in fact right. 
that was actually part of the the build back better plan. I think. <laughs> it got worked in there in one of the revisions. They intended to do a kabaddi game, but they interchanged <laughs> video games and sports, and instead now we have video game sports instead of sport video games. So here we are. To go further, kabaddi goes drastically against the kind of society we're trying to have in 2021, <laughs> where you're where you're breathing on people and getting really close to them. Um, have you watched Fox News lately? <laughs> <laughs> Is is Kabaddi critical race theory? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> is it not? They're still figuring that out. They're investigating if Kabaddi is critical race theory or not. So here with me today to pitch to you, our loyal listeners and representatives of the American pub- public, are Todd Flonkerton Thomas, Matt Jiggleyball Cole, and Andrew Blurnsball Henderson. I would like to take a step. I would like to guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. I would like to guess the puzzle. Yes. Oh, yeah. uh, this is all uh, fake sports from Scrubs. No, no. One is from Scrubs. Yeah, oh, they one aren't all from Scrubs? Scrubs. No. One Flunkerton. is from Scrubs. Flonkerton is from The Office. Do you um, want to say Blurns Ball Matt, or do you want me to that, get that one? Is that, I don't know that one. Is that Futurama? It's Futurama. Oh, Futurama. Right. Okay. Because yeah. it's 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 the one of the best. Gotcha. Moments. I was remembering Flonkerton, but I was just gonna say that a lot of people have called me Jigglyball in my life. That's all. <laughs> Isn't the whole bit with Jigglyball that they just throw balls at him and when yeah. he's asked about it? It's not a real sport. Yeah, they like spend the whole day being like, "Oh, can't wait to play Jigglyball later," and he like worms his way into the game, and then they just pelt him with tennis balls. It's ah, it's a great yes. episode. Um, so guys. What sport from a video game are you pitching to the American public to be played in their backyards or in the small patch of grass in their apartment complexes this Thanksgiving holiday? Todd. Yes, Kyle. What what sport from a video game <laughs> are you pitching to the I, American I, public? I, yeah, I'm 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 so glad you asked today, Kyle. So Kyle, I'm I'm a Midwestern raised, surrounded by, you know, cornfields type of guy. The exact demographic that you think would play touch football each year before consuming just literal pounds of turkey. Um, I was also the youngest of our cousins and am the exact one that hated playing touch football because the older cousins were all really mean and would push me down because I was much younger and rounder and and slower. You only got the ball when they really wanted to tackle something. Yeah, it was like a glorious moment for you and then your dreams were just crushed. But, um, you know, since it's 2021... And we're trying to make family gatherings more exciting with a new sport. Unfortunately, weaponized passive aggressiveness isn't a video game sport to introduce to my family. Not uh, yet. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, today, Kyle, I'm going to bring you Griffball. So uh, this was described in 2008 as, quote, the sport of the distant future. Griffball is a game type originating. It, it came from Halo 3 originally. But it was also introduced as a bit in the show Red versus Blue. Mm. So... In this game, there are two even teams, ranging in size can be whatever, just just even teams. Uh, They square off in a single flag, uh, reverse capture the flag style game where you must pick up the bomb, which is the ball, and it's roughly the size of a basketball, and you must run it into the other team's end zone where this live bomb explodes. And so um, all the while that you're running this bomb into the other team's end zone, Everyone else on the field is armed with energy swords and gravity hammers. <laughs> and so, Kyle, for finally, more time, a, finally a use for my energy sword. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I know it's been hanging out. Um, you know, for some context uh, as well, 
the bomb, once you pick up the bomb, the carrier turns bright orange. Um, that is because the armor of the character this, this game is named after, Griff, his armor is bright orange. And in the show, everyone hates Griff. And so they made a sport where the goal is to not only score points, but beat up on the guy who picks up the ball because that guy is Griff. Okay. Griff ball. Griff ball. Griff ball came first before it was in Halo 3, right? Yeah. Well, so it so the way it went was it was joked about in Red versus Blue. So the whole bit was like, this is dumb. I love Red versus Blue. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Red versus Blue show made using, using the Halo engine first, Machinima, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. There are two characters shooting sniper rifle rounds at Griff, the guy in orange armor, and they're like, the, the line is, this is the most fun we've had since Griff Ball, and they never <laughs> say what Griff Ball is. <laughs> um, and then then uh, I think it's Bernie Burns and Gavin Free from uh, Rooster Teeth one day came up with Griff Ball, okay. and they said this is what it is, and then it became a Halo 3 game type that you could play. And so ever since Halo 3, it has been an official game type in every Halo <laughs> game that you can actually play. It's a lot of fun to play online. Uh, oh, I'm once sure. You, once you have the bomb, you no longer can use your sword or your energy hammer, and you run a little bit faster. So, like, it's it's, it's just frantic fun. It's genuinely a good time. It's it's kind of like like reverse Rocket League meets you know tackle the tackle the kid whatever whatever you called that uh, the, game the kids are calling it now crush the carrier in case you're trying to find hey, the term that you I can't like that say. a lot better than what yeah. we called it in I 1999 was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i know yeah. what we called it in 1999 <laughs> yeah we all called it that in 1999 yeah. um anyway griffball kyle great griffball fantastic um matt what sport do you have for us to play this thanksgiving well, Kyle, my favorite part of the season of consumerism is the memories we make with our families. Now, these are the moments we'll reminisce about for years to come. Some of these memories will be preserved through pictures and home videos, while others will be immortalized in the carpet stains in your grandparents' guest bedroom from the year you got pneumonia for Christmas <laughs> and had an allergic reaction to the medicine they gave you at the urgent care on Christmas Eve. Now, Kyle... Pictures and videos degrade over time or become lost, but a good stain, a good stain <laughs> lasts forever. And that's why I am choosing to introduce my family this year to the wonderful game of Turf War, first introduced to the world at the Splatoon announcement in 2014, and a name that will really fit in with the themes of Thanksgiving, Turf War. Turf War from Splatoon. Matt, why don't you tell us a little more about Turf War? Yeah, I'd love to. So Turf War is uh, your typical like Tony Hawk Pro Skater graffiti mode where you're just trying to paint as much of your color on the world as you can before the other team paints more of their color on the world as you can. And you got guns and buckets and spray paint cans and all sorts of other Crazy shit. You're trying to spray paint. Also, you're a squid. That's a kid. You're a squid kid. You're a squid kid, Kyle. And you're you're graffitiing the world. It's um, it's like Jet Set Radio or yeah, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Is this some mode. kind of is this some kind of squid game, Matt? Am uh, I gonna learn yeah. some anti-capitalist values while playing this game? Well, not for the holidays. You're not. There's nothing anti-capitalist about the holidays, Kyle. However. You could say that Splatoon may, in fact, be the original Squid Game, yes. Fantastic. 
All right, Andrew, what game have you brought for us today to play at our our family Thanksgiving? Well, Kyle, this this may come a little bit of a shock, but I've decided to pull today's sport from a Final Fantasy game. No. Yep. You. Yep. Yeah, very, no. very, 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 very not on brand. I got to say there's something really fitting about the only <laughs> video game sport Andrew knowing also being from Final <laughs> Fantasy. <laughs> it's also very, yes, very on brand. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I'm going to be talking about Blitzball, which is the national sport and seemingly only cultural sto- touchstone there is in Spira, the post-apocalyptic <laughs> world from Final Fantasy X, or what Todd calls Final Fantasy X. <laughs> it sounds better, X. It doesn't. Uh, so when you think about it, um, FF10 is kind of a holiday story of its own, and I'm just going to kind of walk through the major beats because I think this is relevant. Uh, you play as Titus, or as some, some would say Titus, a, a hotshot pro athlete living it up in the neo-futuristic urban metropolis of Xanarkand. You're just minding your own business, living a hedonistic life in the city, despite the father who never gave you the time of day. <laughs> and all of a sudden, your dad's old buddy from college shows up to tell you that your deadbeat dad got himself into some trouble and he needs your help. Oh, well, <laughs> wouldn't be know, Thanksgiving be, if that dang didn't it. That's right. That's right. Pretty soon you find yourself in a small town on the other side of the country with like 10 people in this town. After a bender at the local watering hole, you befriend the other townies your age after playing a pickup game of a blitzball, which again is the only sport and only cultural thing in Spira. <laughs> um, it's there that you have a meet cute with Yuna, who just so happens to be the daughter of the town's pastor. Uh, you then accompany Yuna and her childhood friends on a wild and unforgettable journey of self-discovery, ultimately facing your crippling abandonment issues and learning that sometimes friends are the greatest gift of all. Is that not a holiday movie? <laughs> I know we're going to make a lot of jokes today, mm-hmm. but I do want to say that what you just described is my exact experience going back to my hometown for Thanksgiving. I know. Like, <laughs> there are 10 people there. We get drunk at the one bar. Yep. We play the one sport. Yep. And then we go home. You made some remark about someone marrying the pastor's daughter. You meet up with the pastor's daughter. <laughs> All three of my sisters are pastor's daughters. Mm-hmm. I've seen this play out. Yep. Yep. At, now, at the center of this found family of misfits is Blitzball, which is a game that can be best described as hockey but water. <laughs> the actual thing that people play Final Fantasy X for. Mm-hmm. Also, the reason why my Final Fantasy X save has 250 hours in it. <laughs> Now, Blitzball, for those of you who don't know, listening, uh, Blitzball is played in a giant floating sphere of water. Like, literally just a giant floating sphere of water. Two teams of six square off to kick, throw, or otherwise swim the ball into the other team's goal. It's hockey. It's it's fucking hockey. Um, It's water polo. It's water polo. It's water polo. But in a giant sphere. Yeah, I think it's more hockey than water polo because you're in water. You don't. You're not in water when you play water. You're not like inside under the water. Andrew, the, I, I right have some crazy adjective. news for you, dude. Yeah, but you're not in water when you play hockey either. <laughs> 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 All right, got him. <laughs> All right. Anyway, each team has three offensive players, two defensive players, and one goalie. Whoever has control of the ball is on the offense. Opposing players can then tackle whoever has the ball, or they can intercept a pass or an attempt on the goal. Pretty standard, pretty pretty cut and dry. If a defending player gains control of the ball, their team is now on offense. Also, players can inexplicably inflict, inflict status effects um, through tackling and passing, such as sleep and poison, which, like, that would be pretty rad in a real sport if you could just, like, poison your enemies. <laughs> 
Yeah. Let's Never mind. See. Yep. Yep. Nothing says YMCA League basketball like <laughs> yeah. light poison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I sorry, I'm just thinking about someone getting thrown into a chokehold in in the middle of a water polo and how that works yeah. if you fall asleep underwater. Well, luckily, Todd, we're gonna talk about the technology that allows you to not drown. <laughs> God. Yeah. Um so normal game of Blitzball is played in two periods, uh two five minute five-minute periods, and whoever has the most goals at the end, Obvi, is the winner. And then you play Blitzball 400 times, and then and then you unlock Waka's <laughs> ultimate weapon. The end. Okay. Um, those, are, those are some great options for the average American family to play in their backyard <laughs> this Thanksgiving. I don't see yep. any issue with, with that happening. Absolutely. No tech required. Pretty pretty low maintenance about on all these light light on gear. I have found an article on pizzahideout.wordpress.com <laughs> entitled "How to Play Final Fantasy X's Blitzball in Real Life." So, I believe it's possible. Good, great. Um, so says the Pizza Hideout. <laughs> .wordpress.com. <laughs> so so moving on to our next question, guys. Um, as we know, American football and its in its most known form, is a very violent game. We soften the edges a bit so that family of all ages can enjoy in the tradition of the Thanksgiving Day football game with things like, you know, flag football, if you if you do that, or two-hand touch, or, or some kind of softening the edges so athletes of all ages can play this game together as a sport. What is your version of two-hand touch or flag football for the sport you are presenting today, Todd. Well, Kyle, in, in 2008, the sports ecologists at the American <laughs> Griffball League of America described Griffball as a sport for all ages. So the creators truly had inclusiveness in mind from the beginning. And again, with such simple concepts of, you know, a ball, goals, office defense, some weaponry to keep it exciting. <laughs> It's impossible to just not catch on for everyone that'll want to play. You know, the game itself plays kind of like a game of rugby. Uh, so, you know, the only thing that you really need outside of some basic good enough uh, equipment to play is that of an even number. And, you know, like with any other games you would play with your family, small children can count as two. Um, you know, grandparents can count as two as well. <laughs> and, and so to answer your question, Kyle, since we won't be using actual live explosives, energy swords, and let's face it, the technology for gravity hammers is still somewhere in the future. Um, we're going to make some replacements. And so for first, the bomb ball, we're going to replace it with a sack, like a big sack of those white uh, poppers that you throw at the 4th of July. Just a big, a big sack full of those white little exploding poppers. Sure. No one will get third degree burns from that. <laughs> right. That's important. For hammers... We're just going to give everyone a wiffle ball bat because <laughs> because much like a hammer, uh, a gravity hammer in this case, a wiffle ball bat can both be used as a straight up deterrent to keep people away. And also it can it can harass people without being instantly lethal automatically. OK, now for the energy sword, it's a little trickier, but each player is going to be given a tube sock with just like a handful <laughs> of quarters in it and. And that what? is to that is to mimic the as close as possible the sheer lethality of an energy blade at close range. Again, more for deterrence, 
But if someone gets close to you and you whip them with a tube sock <laughs> with a handful of quarters, they're going to back up a little bit or at least drop the ball. I thought you were trying to make this feel less like bullying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, don't get hit by the tube sock full of quarters and you'll be fine. Yeah, that's what they also said to me at summer camp. Yeah. It's, it's not I was bullying sleeping. if you're bad at it. <laughs> you, you better you better hope that your least favorite cousins are better with wiffle ball bats than tube socks full of quarters. I don't know. Both those options aren't or great, throw, Todd. Throw a, fist, I don't, throw, throw a fistful of poppers in their face. Whatever. I don't, I don't like how any of this feels. Well, if you win, it will feel great. Hmm. Todd is working very hard to keep the tradition of Thanksgiving being the most... The most free, uh, busy day for the urgent care, alive Listen, and well. Kyle, a lot of things, a lot of things change as the year go on, but it's not going to be a family holiday, sports and gathering unless someone cries. Now, it's the, true. the question true. is, will you be the tear shedder or the tear bringer? <laughs> the the like grimness in Matt's voice when he had to agree with Todd was was the best. I have played in a lot of Thanksgiving Day football games. I don't think I have not gotten hurt in a single one of them. Like, I think I've gotten hurt every year I've played in a Thanksgiving football game. See, it's just convenient that, like, when I finally did hit the old enough age where, like, I started getting fit and working out, we stopped playing those games. Yeah. We stopped doing those things. (laughs) It's tough. This entire argument sounds like you wrote this when you were in fifth grade. <laughs> um, when I grow up, I'm gonna we're gonna play yeah. a game where I get to whip my cousins with batteries yeah. or with quarters. <laughs> Put some double A batteries, some D batteries in a sock and just whip them. Matt, how are you going to make turf wars a a fun game for the whole family? A fun, safe game for the whole family. Yeah, Kyle, I would love to. So see, the freaking worst, I mean, I'm sorry, the best part about the Splatoon series is that you actually unlock weapons as you level up. Now, obviously, there's no experience points in real life. We just call that the undying passage of time. So this will ensure that the younger members aren't handling weapons too dangerous for them and older cousins will still be able to create that generational trauma for the younglings that's so important to our family traditions. I, sorry, Matt, before you go further, I also want to make sure that Matt lands in the category that I've been placed in because he used the phrase generational trauma. Yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> yeah all, but I didn't, I just, I didn't I just bring wanna... socks full of D batteries into <laughs> yeah. this fight. I didn't use the phrase generational trauma. Why don't we why don't we let Matt tell us about his weapons before fair, fair. that's before fair. Maybe it's, maybe it's judgment. different. So, Kyle, I think when people think of how can I adapt Splatoon to real life, people automatically think of paintball. Which, yeah, that's a reasonable thing, but there's a difference between paintball and turf war. Paintball is about trying to hit the opposing players. Turf War is about trying to cover as much ground, like physical ground, with your color as possible. Square footage in paint, yes. Exactly. And you can splat, quote-unquote, other squid kids in the squid game, but that just sends them back to spawn. It's not like a a real strategy to just go for elimination. So we're not going to go the... Yeah, exactly. We're not going to go the 
paintball route, we're going to go the super soaker squirt gun route. And what we're going to do, Kyle, is we're going <laughs> to fill so- super soakers with acrylic paint, right? And we're going to shoot that acrylic paint all over your grandma's house. And at the end of the day, we're going to see what color there's more of on your grandma's house. And then that team wins. It's fun for the whole family. Nobody has to get hurt. And, you know, if you get paint in your eye, you have to go back to the bathroom and wash that out with cold water. And that's your respawn. And you can go back to play more. Now, Matt, what happened? One of the things I love about Splatoon is that it doesn't take into account, like, how colors mix. Yeah. So, like, what happens when both of those acrylic paints just kind of glob together in one, like, congealed gray mess? Yeah. Well, so that's why we're going to use acrylics. Because acrylics don't, like naturally mix unless you physically mix them they just kind of layer on top of each other so it's you know until somebody steps on it Mm. it'll stay Mm -hmm. the one color it's really just whatever colors on top and no one runs around in sports at all no one's gonna step on the stage right well that's exactly you've got to squirt the ground again like that's the (laughs) whole listen i played like 45 minutes of Splatoon today. I think I know <laughs> what knows. I'm talking about. <laughs> not, a question not about paint mixing. Yeah. Um, now, super soakers in most water guns are, are, I believe, scientifically developed by the nerds at R&D to shoot water. Have mm-hmm. we experimented with the viscosity of acrylic paint and how it will come out of a super soaker Same question. designed solely for the most viscous of fluids. Okay, so today is the day that I have to look you in the eye and say, yes, I have done that, and it will work. <laughs> Fret not, Todd. Matt has done the research. Can you get some pressure out of that like very heavy acrylic paint asking for a friend? You super can. Listen, youth group in small town America is mm-hmm. wild Feels in right. the early 2000s. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. that tracks. Yep. Okay. How else are you going to impress the pastor's daughter? <laughs> <laughs> well, and most of those guns were the kinds you had to pump them to generate the pressure. And I assume you could put pudding in there if you pump it up <laughs> enough. It's yeah. going to come out. Yeah. Pudding? You went with pudding? I wanted to go for something more viscous than acrylic paint. I'm. This helps you. <laughs> Sorry. The idea of like hard pumping a squirt gun to shoot <laughs> pudding at your friends is yeah. uh, that's truly the reason for the season it's yeah. a little sexual it's it, a little well, sexual all right yep um andrew save us from this awkward situation todd has created and sure. tell us how you're gonna make sure everyone kids of all ages enjoy blitzball yeah, well, it, it, it kind of got brought up in the last question, but I'm going to get a little bit more into it. So one of the more most baffling aspects of Blitzball is the actual playing field, i.e. a giant floating sphere of water. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I I can speak, speaking for myself, no one in my family mm-hmm. has one of those that we could play yeah, in. It's, it's not something that one. you can just get at a Costco. In my order of questions that I wanted answered today, it was viscosity of paint out of a Super Soaker 1, mm-hmm. giant floating sphere 2. So I'm glad yeah. you're going to address that. I think the biggest thing is, while you knowing that each period is five minutes, this means that each every player in the game has to, one, stay submerged in water the whole time, mm-hmm. but also perform heavy cardio <laughs> yeah. whilst underwater. Mm-hmm. So the next question begs itself, how not drown? Well, great question. Fortunately, Valid the scientists concern. 
the scientists over at the FF10 wiki have answered that question. Did they oxygenate the water? They don't oxygenate the water. It's worse. So the answer is that the giant floating water sphere in which Blitzball is played is not just regular gravity-free water. Actually, (laughs) the sphere is filled with pyreflies, which are the the answer to why the how they keep the shape of the hovering mass of water but also allow the players to breathe inside. Now what is a pyrefly you might ask? I, I'll tell I you. that was my next question. Yeah, of course. What pyreflies are, if you ever played Final Fantasy X, they're the little lightning bugs, kind of like spirit things that just fly around. They're everywhere. Right straight off from the beginning of the game, you're just seeing these little balls of light floating around. Um, Whenever you beat a monster, for example, they kind of explode out of a monster when you kill it. Um, You see them floating in the background when you go to towns, when you go to the local temples, they're, they're, they're everywhere. Later... You learn that these pyreflies are actually the souls of the dead. What? Looking oh. to, yep, yep. Looking for a place to cross over to the other side, the other plane of existence. Um, this is real. This is like this is how they set up this world. These pyreflies often lose their way and will bind together, and with their combined despair and pain, create monsters. So all of the monsters that you are facing are like. The concentrated evil. It's Ghostbusters too. They're the concentrated evil oh, okay. of all the dead souls oh, that okay. are con- <laughs> that are combined that haven't been able to pass through to the next yep. world. Okay, I'm okay. Really glad that we referenced the wildly popular American movie Ghostbusters too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's relevant. It's in the news. Uh, so also a holiday movie. So there you go. Now, by the end of the game, you learn that these damned souls actually not only are damned souls, but they're actually feeding all of the magical summons that you've been using to auto-win all of your battles, in addition to kind of serving as the world's natural source of energy, which is fun. <laughs> Don't see any any potential problems there. Not a one. I think a more family-friendly version of Blitzball would be just removing the whole, like, consuming the souls of the damned in order to maintain breath under underwater thing. So we're just going to build a clear spherical water tank and give people scuba gear instead. Totally on the cheap. Okay. Yeah. The, those, those cheap sets of scuba gear you mm-hmm. see at target this time of year. Yeah. 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 And, and we'll have to build a, a large <laughs> stadium sized water globe in someone's backyard, but you know, it can be done. Did we okay? That's that's the part I think I missed. Did we discuss mm-hmm. how we get the floating orb of water? It's the pyreflies keep it afloat. Oh, but that's that's the souls that are angry, and we're ditching yep. that and just building one out of yeah what, grass just materials glass, that, that home creators have at home. Yeah. yeah, I think I think the the backyard sports version of this is literally just like you just draw a circle in a field, but then it's just rugby with less players. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, that's where you're wrong. I would like to once again reference pizzahideout.wordpress.com, <laughs> where they said blitzball is best played in a small indoor basketball court gymnasium with walls mm. relatively close to the out-of-bounds lines. They state, we used a church gym that my buddy's I was just going to say at. church gym. Yeah, yeah so church right. gym. The pastor's daughter will get you into the church's gym. Yeah, I mean, we can do that. <laughs> we can play after after a rousing game of Foursquare. We can go into the, the church gym and during the lockout and, and play. I, uh, play I thought you were going to go with the whole... Um, like scientists have like oxygenated water. It's I looked it up. Oxygen rich liquid, and they'll yeah. like paralyze animals and then submerge them in them 
to like you can breathe this liquid hmm. but like they're afraid that things i don't know what the science is now but i know they would have like paralyze animals because the animals would freak out that they think they couldn't breathe but they can breathe the liquid your brain thinks you're drowning mm-hmm. and it's awful for your lungs but it you you can breathe the water apparently i wondered if you would just do that maybe we'll work to that it feels like maybe like not day one per per fluorocarbon the other thing that makes it the other thing that we haven't we haven't figured out yet is the physics of actually playing a sport in water because like i don't know if you guys know this or not but if you throw a ball underwater it doesn't go very far no not usually Uh -uh. we're working on it okay i can't guarantee it'll be fun but i can guarantee (laughs) it will be a sport it will be a sport. It'll be a some. It'll be a memorable too. You're you've got that. Okay, keep working on those things, Andrew. And maybe by the time we come back to you in question three, you'll have them figured out. Um, but while we while you work on those, so guys, we all know that Thanksgiving takes us directly into the season of gluttonous consumerism, which ends on December twenty fourth, and then it's Christmas. So we would like to get some equipment for your sport into the market in time for shoppers to gift for whatever gift-giving winter holiday they may celebrate. Um, So what piece of equipment can we get to market, and what's it going to cost? Todd. Yeah, so let's let's face it. So for people who really want to get into Griffball, weapons like swords and bombs are just easy enough for them to buy on their own because America. (laughs) And and also, you know, crafty and determined amateur... Uh, Griffball players have likely also fashioned their own swords and bombs with supplies they may have just lying around the house. I mean, I think a machete is six bucks at local Walmart, so... <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, sharpen sharpen your butter knives up, whatever you want to do. Have fun with the whole family. <laughs> now, to go a step further, we have, in fact, struck a licensing deal. Um, so, in conjunction with Halo Ultimate's launch this holiday season... Infinite. We... Is it infinite or ultimate? I think it's infinite. Whatever. Oh, you just got um actually on your own game, nerd. <laughs> I I and I cannot stress this enough. Do not care. <laughs> Todd is so mad right now, listeners. Yeah, okay. I, listeners, I, tune in a month and a half when Todd does a Halo flavor text. Yeah, it's true. I'm gonna buy it anyway. <laughs> uh, we've struck a license deal uh, this holiday for Halo permit for a launch between Dick Sporting Goods and Tesla to announce a real, live, functioning gravity hammer. So, <laughs> how do they work? Science? How will we make this dream a reality? Capitalism. And Kyle, how much will it cost? A lot. But let's just get real. So, it's going to be part of the Spartan Deluxe Extreme Package that you can buy as a pre-order. And... The suckers that have bought the first five leading up to this one have already bought those five, so they're going to buy the sixth one. We're going to sell at least a million of these things. Yeah, I mean, you've got Tesla, so therefore I'm assuming Elon Musk behind it, and, and Elon Musk fans will buy anything he tells them to. So He'll tweet he'll tweet about it, and people will buy a billion <laughs> of them, and then he'll tweet something stupid like, like I'm going to build a rocket to launch my poop to the sun, because then I have shit on the sun. <laughs> And everyone's going to be like, oh, it's deep. <laughs> Todd, Gravity that was a very, hammer. That was Boom. a very good off-the-cuff Elon Musk tweet you just generated. But like, you might say that. <laughs> I know. I honestly, I thought, I didn't think you made that up. I thought you were telling the truth. <laughs> no, nah, then he'd be like, he would say some shit like, I'm the first American to shit on our son. And you'd be like, yeah, man. Hmm. You right. could solve world hunger, but you choose to do this. 
he would probably spell it S-O-N instead of S-U-N, like, just as a typo, but everybody yeah. would be like, did he, did he really did he shit mean, on his son? Did he mean he's gonna shit on a son? On the son? Who's the son? Uh, Matt, what is your, what is your product we're rushing to market so that people can play Turf War at home this holiday season? Oh boy, Kyle. See, Todd brought up brand deals and, and cross-promotion, but... He doesn't even know what he's talking about because we're getting into the nerf sector, baby. Mm. We are going all in on Turf War Splatoon nerf guns. Now, here's the cool part, right? Is that there is a whole subcategory of Splatoon weapons called sloshers. Now, the cool thing about a slosher... You can't say that on our podcast. (laughs) It's not a gun, Kyle. It's just a fucking bucket. It's, it's literally just a goddamn bucket. <laughs> There's the slosher, the tri-slosher, the sloshing machine, the blob blobber, and the explosion. But they're all just fucking buckets, right? So Nerf is going to love this because they can make all of their crazy fancy guns. They can make their splatlings, and they can make their chargers. But they can also just sell fucking branded buckets. And there's a whole nother subcategory of Splatoon weapons that are just giant paint rollers. They're just called rollers. And so it's going to be really easy for Nerf to really expand and diversify their offerings in the sector. However, there is another very important ploy that we are taking to market, and that is branded Turf War acrylic paint. Now, you may be asking Kyle, is this acrylic paint any different than any other acrylic paint. The answer to your question is absolutely not. It definitely (laughs) is not. However, we are going to put on the packaging of all the guns that they should only be used with the licensed acrylic paint to maintain the sanctity of their sloshing and splatting mechanisms. Right, so when they buy the, when they fill it with the off-brand paint, and then the gun breaks in a year like we planned, we can tell them, like, oh, you should have used the real paint. That's why. You You got it, baby. Mm. You nailed it, Kyle. We are all in. We're all in on Nerf guns, acrylic paint, and buckets. Um, (laughs) Matt? Yeah? Are you aware that just all of the Splatoon weapons are very sexual things on Urban Dictionary? (laughs) Just all of them? I'm not. I haven't, I haven't Googled in that direction, Todd. When you said slosher, I'm like, I bet that's a dirty thing. <laughs> it is, and I won't say it on air. Actually, that one's not so bad. It's it's having sex on a bunch of food. Um, <laughs> squiffer, I will not. I think most verbs are on Urban Dictionary, yeah, dictionary yeah. as sex things. Huh, is griff balling. Okay, if we're going to play that game, and I'm not going to, but if we are going to play that game... Yeah, griff ball seems fine. Gravity at, Hammer definitely sounds sexual as well. Looking at the list hammer. of weapons on SplatoonWiki.org, I think fine. the GooTuber is probably the worst. <laughs> I'm going to go with GooTuber. Um, Matt, I have a, I have a question uh, from the powers that be. Yeah, TM, powers that be. TMCR. Um, they want to know if, you, instead of Nerf, you would be willing to consider a, a branding deal with Home Depot with the buckets and the paintbrushes. 
um, Home Depot seems real excited to jump on this trend. I mean, I think we can do both, but Home Depot's got to up their squirt gun section. I don't know what their output on squirt gun is. Do you think Home Depot can crank out some dually squelchers? I'm not so sure. <laughs> I bet Nerf could crank out a dually squelcher, but I'm not so sure about Home Depot. I'm pretty sure a dually squelcher is a car. Is that a yeah. car? That sounds like a car <laughs> thing. Not to help your answer, Matt, but something tells me that the Venn diagram of clients of Home Depot and Nerf isn't. And so you might be able to work both angles. <laughs> dads. That's the Venn diagram. It's dads. Dads. <laughs> As long as whoever I make a brand deal with can crank out an IRL bamboozler 14, I'll be That's happy. A sec- That's a sexu- sexual <laughs> thing for sure. Um, I would like to pitch a uh, family feud category that is Splatoon guns that sound like they are on Urban Dictionary. Uh, Todd's, Todd's filling out that um, card for family mm-hmm. feud right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Andrew, what product are we getting to market so American families can play Blitzball mm-hmm. at home? this holiday fortunately kyle this is a product that i think most american families have already just lying around the house it's something that's pretty easy to get but let me let me let me get there let me get you there okay so everyone who's played final fantasy 10 knows that the secret to winning blitzball is hidden in a one-time mini game placed about (laughs) four to five hours into the main story todd you know what i'm talking about everyone knows this continue matt doesn't know this I don't know this. I I actually don't know know that I actually know this. Okay, there it is. So after visiting the second temple and obtaining Ifrit and Kilika, um, Titus and the gang board board a ship bound for Luka, which again, this is like five hours into the game. Um, And this is where you play Blitzball for the first time. Um, Aboard the ship, Titus relives this very vivid memory of his emotionally absent father, Jekt, who also just so happened to be a hotshot Blitzball pro. During the memory, Jekt shows a very young Titus his signature Jekt shot, which is a very flashy thing where he like jumps up in the air and he does like a corkscrew in the middle of the air, like spins around ten times, and then like kicks the ball into the goal. It's like the bubble blowing instructions from that episode of SpongeBob. Yes, where they blow the bubble. Yes, it is not mm. unlike that. Um, sad baby Titus tries un- unsuccessfully to copy his father and Jekt derides him with all kinds of toxic masculinity. It, it's sports after all, yeah. It is sports. Um, present day Titus screams to absolutely no one that, I'll show you, Dad! <laughs> and he attempts he attempts the signature move again. Now, this is where you got you to gotta pick up the controller and pay attention. Uh, you got to succeed a one-time quick-time event. So you get one chance to do this. And if you do it all right, you unlocked you you unlock the jet shot, mm-hmm. and which again like cannot be stated. This is the way to win Blitzball for at least like the first two hundred games you're gonna play. Now Titus only unlocks this ability by harnessing the power of his repressed childhood trauma. <laughs> ah, yeah, I I consider that to be my superpower as well. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, hey, look, that's what my I mean, therapist tells me to say. Well, <laughs> there's. <laughs> <laughs> You're not alone. Uh, Titus, now, Titus was the best Blitzball player in Xanarkand, and he quickly moves up the ranks to become the, the best Blitzballer in Spira, too. But no matter how hard he tries, and no matter how many sweet bicycle kicks he nails, it's never going to be enough to finally win his father's attention. <laughs> By the end, Titus saves the world, gets the girl, and even severs the ephemeral link between Jack's spirit and the soul of a 2,000-year-old necromancer. But... <laughs> He's never going to hear those four words he's been waiting to hear his whole life. I'm proud of you. (laughs) So, Kyle, the Michael's secret sauce of Blitzball is crippling abandonment issues caused by consistent emotional neglect of a parent. 
good news is that shit's free, baby. <laughs> okay. So, so the powers <laughs> that be want to make sure they understand right. You mm-hmm. don't have a product that's going to go to market for this. Correct. Okay. Because it's already in market. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. I have a question for you, Andrew. Mm-hmm. The first time you played Final Fantasy X, how many mm-hmm. tries did it take you to nail that quick time event? Oh, I save scum the hell out of that. <laughs> you better believe it. Good. It's not easy. It's hard. Like if you're if you're not paying attention, this was before quick time events. So like this was like back in the day where you'd put the controller down and go get more pop or whatever. Yeah, you'd go refill yeah. your Dorito bowl while the dialogue mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. You guys, do you guys want to unpack any more childhood trauma while we're here? Or? No. No, I, I kind of aired those grievances early on. I hate the yeah. part about cousins picking on younger cousins, making them cry. That was about me. And so I've already done that. <laughs> what? I didn't yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't I, get that thinly veiled <laughs> representation. Not actually veiled at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I aired I aired those grievances. Cool, yeah. This is good. No, this is good. I feel like we're like really working through some stuff, guys. If it yeah. means anything, I do remember the jet shot. Yeah. I remember that being a thing. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna take a short <laughs> break, guys. Um, but when we come back, the powers that be really wanna hear they really like all these ideas so far. And they want to hear your idea to pitch it to the public for for good. Like just really drive it home. Specifically, what they want is an idea for a celebrity to endorse your backyard home sport to make sure that you know the kids, that the dads, whoever needs to get on board with your game gets on board because celebrity said so. So when we come back, guys. Pitch us a celebrity to endorse your backyard sport. Hi everyone, Kyle here to uh, remind you of our Patreon and just to give you a quick rundown of what joining our Patreon will get you at each tier. Uh, So for $5 a month, you'll become a card-carrying member of hashtag ButtThwompNation, which includes access to exclusive Debate This premium feed featuring our D&D real play podcast, The Office Drones. Members of Butthwomp Nation will also get access to our private Discord server, where we talk about what we are playing and watching, or share cursed memes curated from the deeper recesses of the internet. For $10 a month, you'll unlock extended podcast episodes, behind-the-scenes content, and access to community events like movie night watch-alongs. Ever wonder what watching the Nick Cage ghostwriter over nonstop commentary by Matt would be like? Well, now you don't have to wonder anymore. And if you really want to spread the debate this love, you can join our $25 monthly tier to commission your very own flavor text. Anyone that stays at this tier for three months will be eligible to dictate our next lore deep dive. You want a book report on the deeper story behind 7-Up's cool spot? Great. How about a dramatic reading of Sonic fan fiction? Also great and a little gross. And for the rest of the month of October, if you become a new patron or move up a tier, you will receive a special spooky debate this sticker to help sweeten the deal. And now, back to the show. And we're back. All right, guys. So the powers that be have asked you to pick a celebrity to endorse your sport to make sure it really grips the attention of the American public. So, Todd, what celebrity is going to endorse Griffball? Yeah, this is going to be real easy. So... The whole thing, the whole bit about Griffball is that just like everyone 
really, really wants to beat up on the bomb carrier. Griff. All the time. That's the joke. That's the whole bit. Is the whole bit is everyone doesn't like Griff. So we need a celebrity with just like an A plus punchable face. And so Kyle, this holiday season, Justin Bieber is going to be <laughs> promoting Griff Ball in all its form. Um, further, each limited edition Justin Bieber promotional Griff Ball explosive bag of poppers this holiday season comes with a a mask, an easily donned mask that the bomb carrier will wear when they have the bomb. Because the only thing that's going to be better than like beating the shit out of that uncle with a wiffle ball bat is beating the shit out of that uncle with a wiffle ball bat while he wears a Justin Bieber mask. And I really think that that's what's going to bring families together this holiday season. Our nation needs to heal, Kyle, and this is how we'll heal together. By beating an effigy of Justin Bieber with, <laughs> with a bunch of wiffle bats. ball bats. It feels like you just pitched. Okay, this is definitely something that you you invented in fifth grade because this is this is basically like those things that would that were on Newgrounds in the early two thousands. It, like like it, it feels like it could have been. It feels like punch Osama been. bin Laden. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is what that is. It has yeah. similar energy. You d- you just made a jib jab. You made a fucking jib jab. <laughs> okay, and and I bet jib jab got three trillion clicks in its prime and took everyone's personal information. <laughs> Both of those are probably so. true. Matt, what celebrity is going to endorse 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 <laughs> turf wars? Yeah, well, I'll tell you who's going to endorse turf wars, <laughs> Kyle. Uh, we're going to have to really rush it so that we can get this endorsement signed by November nineteenth. But coming to screens hot this holiday season is another remake of a nostalgia classic, Ghostbusters Afterlife. And we're going to team up with the Ghostbusters team. We're actually going to have Slimer. Slimer <laughs> from the Ghostbusters franchise is going to be the you mean, mascot. You mean Sli- Slimer from the Juice Boxes? That's yeah, Slimer? exactly. So that's the thing, right? Is we're going to bring back Ecto Coolers. And they're going to look like Juice Boxes, but they're going to be filled with acrylic paint. <laughs> it's just another way to market acrylic paint, Kyle. Um, Slimer from the Ghostbusters peddling acrylic paint telling kids to throw it on their grandma's carpet because that is once again the reason for the season okay and andrew what celebrity is going to endorse blitzball okay so in the game in the universe of final fantasy 10 jacked is really the like the embodiment of blitzball he is like the the patron saint of blitzball if you will especially in in xanarkand there is a probably similar celebrity personality to jacked Somebody that, let's say, a lot of people liked him for a very long time and never really thought that he was very problematic until uh, it kind of came out after a while through some some uncovered videos and memories, if you will, that like, oh, this guy was actually like kind of toxic this whole time. We just didn't really realize it. Now we're looking at it a new lens, right? And, uh, you know, he kind of pushed away the people that were closest to him, if you know what I mean. It's Chris Pratt. It's Chris uh, Pratt. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Somebody was gonna say Chris Pratt today, and I mm-hmm. thought it was gonna be Todd, but it was yeah. you. So Mm-mm. there you go. Yeah, we're doing it. We're doing a Chris Pratt. Um, he's everywhere. The the <laughs> the the execs love him right now. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Okay, yeah. has anyone right. talked to the execs lately? Are they? Yeah, they're not they, doing okay. No, didn't think so. <laughs> Are they still also living in like 2016? Late. 
2008. <laughs> 2008. Great. 2008. Good, good reference, guys. Um, okay, so the powers that be are going to confer and decide who wins after they hear your closing statements. So, Todd, last chance to pitch Griffball. So, Kyle, physical sports at family gatherings are meant to serve a couple roles, and that is to take cheap shots at relatives that need taken down a peg and venting out a year's worth of family angst. Let Griffball be your, bring your family closer and be your vehicle to whip your cousin that has had it coming since you saw them in fall of 2019 with a tube sock full of quarters. All right. Matt. This holiday season, buy your kids a bucket so they can paint your grandparents' house. End of closing statement. And Andrew. Kyle, Blitzball is all about harnessing the power of repressed childhood trauma. <laughs> Step one of facing your crippling abandonment issues is to fire all of the besaid aurochs and step two is to take that that hate and channel it into a sweet fucking bicycle kick to kick that ball into the goal and just to give you a little bit of taste of what that feels like i'm going to leave you with a couple choice lines from our actual final fantasy 10 era celebrity endorsement inject you with a woman you can't even catch a ball (laughs) oh what's the matter gonna cry again Cry, cry. That's the only thing you're good for. That's Jack speaking to his 10-year-old son. I rest my case. Okay. (laughs) Um, On that note, the powers that be are going to go confer. And while they do that, guys, um, why don't you do some good vibes and maybe direct a little extra good vibes at Andrew uh, (laughs) because he seems to need them. So I loved this. This was was very, very very, very good. When... I feel like every now and again we pitch an idea inside our own little square because I was going to say circle, but there's four of us, a square. And um, I'm like, man, that's going to be a lot of fun. And this was one of them. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so this was good. So, Kyle, great job on the framing of this. I thought it was a lot of fun. Matt, I am <laughs> stuck with the visual image of turf war paint at grandma's house. Because, like, I feel like most people at some point have the shared memory of, like, you and your cousins or siblings or whatever just trashing your grandparents' house in play. Like, we used to take those, those like, sticky slap hands. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh-huh. We would just slap all the walls at our grandparents' house. And, like, fortunately, my grandparents are, like I said, from the Midwest, they wallpapered everything when we were younger. So nothing showed up. But I can just imagine all the grease marks that would be oh. on everything. Because my memory of this is, like, the the family destroying the house. The mm-hmm. kids, like, utterly yeah. demolishing the house. And the grandparents are just, like, beaming with pride. That, <laughs> yeah, like, man. They yeah. They're just a... happy families in town. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so yours yours caged a lot of that energy. And, and I really appreciate that. Andrew, I'm still stuck on the floating orb of water. <laughs> Gotta tell you, I never really yeah. got past that one with you. But the irony here is that... The first and only time I played Final Fantasy X was at Thanksgiving when we went to one of our relatives' house who had the PlayStation. Who did have a giant orb of water in their <laughs> they back. They did have a giant <laughs> orb of water, actually. Um, and so in, since I do not like that side of the family, they are all not fun to be around. I sat in my cousin's bedroom for no less than six hours that day. just Long playing. enough to get the jack shot? Yeah, long enough to get the jack <laughs> shot. Um, long enough to play Blitzball two or three times, not understand it, and try to never play it again. 
So uh, this one, this one was special and hit home to me. Yeah, get get bent that side of Todd's family. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. <laughs> they don't listen to the podcast. Yeah, uh, Todd Griffball man, red versus blue was so good. Mm-hmm. Red versus blue was the corner of the Rooster Teeth internet that I I hung out on in the early days, and um, when I was googling sports fictional video game sports today and Griffball came up I was like I should leave that alone because I bet Todd's gonna talk (laughs) about that uh but you really you know when we talked about Guitar Hero years and years ago we talked about sinking Guitar Hero guitars and like (laughs) a corner of your brain unlocked when you said being the young round cousin getting beaten up by the athletic older cousin that unlocked a part of my brain were, were we the spider-man meme is that what we were <laughs> we super were yeah that uh and that's such a game that like you know obviously not with a bomb but mm. if i showed up to the holidays and my older cousin was like we're gonna play a new game this year grab a bat and throw this beanbag <laughs> yep. in that hula hoop i'd be all in i'd be all in i'd get hurt but i'd be all in so i i really like that Andrew, you've talked about Blitzball a lot, man, and I'm glad that I've you finally... I've never talked about Blitzball in this podcast. That cannot, Maybe not on this that podcast. cannot like, possibly be true. Even I'm sure a, it's I been know. referenced on this podcast I before. Feel yeah. like, I Have feel the like we've heard about Blitzball before. Yeah. yeah. We've talked about Final Fantasy X before. You've also just talked to me a lot about Blitzball. <laughs> <in the roof, laughs> so, yeah. you know, Most um, times when I introduce myself, I say, hey, my name is Andrew Henderson. I like Blitzball and Final Fantasy X. That's yeah, usually like the first line that comes up. Mm-hmm. And then there's a Cup Noodle sponsorship. Is that Final Fantasy X or is that 15. a different one? 15. Close, though. You're listening. I like that. I like that energy. <laughs> so, uh, I thought that it was pretty fun that you could reframe Final Fantasy X as a Lifetime Christmas movie. I thought that was really interesting. <laughs> Uh, also I foresee a future where like when I was growing up and there was one kid in the neighborhood who had the good trampoline with the net still on it. I foresee a future where the rich kid in the neighborhood will have a blitzball sphere. And that's a world that I'm yeah. excited to live in. Yeah. I, I too saw that. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that was what was in my mind's eye when I was figuring out how make scuba gear, but for children, um, <laughs> So uh, I liked all of these answers. Um, Griffball was such a good pool. I fucking love Griffball. And, and I'll tell you that <clears throat> where my childhood uh, detracts a little bit from, from y'all, um, I didn't have cousins my age. I only have a lot of cousins. And I didn't have brothers or sisters. But I did have neighbor kids. And I'll tell you what, Todd, if you were to tell me, if you were to hop back in time 20 years ago and tell 11-year-old me and all the neighbor kids, hey, you're going to take take this wiffle bat and this sock full of quarters and just go nuts. I'd be all the way to the hell in, baby. Yeah. Yep. 100%. <laughs> like, woo, grip ball, let's do it. Um, that was really fun. Uh, similarly, Matt, just super soaker parties. We had, I remember as a kid having just like street-wide super soaker wars and uh and and everybody had different positions like i had i was the heavy gunner i would sit on my deck right the, with the hose because i had the because as a single ch- as an only child i had the super expensive one that was like a mortar mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um and that's just that reminded me of of those days and and that's just like so many so much stupid fun but like instead of outside in water it's inside in paint and uh yeah and also splatoon's just an amazing game i love splatoon Man, I played Splatoon today for the first time in a long time and had 
a way better time than I expected. We can talk about it more after the podcast yeah. is done. Hey, subscribe to the Patreon. You can hear that conversation. But um, yeah, Splatoon, good game. All right, great. Um, so the powers that be have made their decision. They've come back into the room, and they're, they're going to tell it to you now. So to start out, Andrew, they did I'm not, not surprised. They did not pick Blitzball <laughs> for. I'm I'm sure you can guess a number of reasons. The main one being selling a an orb full of water for a backyard and potentially drowning kids. Both not great PR looks. Um, so unfortunately, they're going to pass on Blitzball for this juncture. They are talking mm-hmm. to local. Um, they are talking to like the YMCA about getting a Blitzball league. We'll make up. it an inter- intermural league. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, going from there, um, Todd, they unfortunately are not going to go with Griff Ball because it just sounds like a way to have older kids beat up little kids. And that already happens at Thanksgiving. That's like already what happens at football when you when you play football at Thanksgiving. They're not going to they're not going to put another game to market that does the same that accomplishes the same thing. Point counterpoint. A sock full of quarters is the great equalizer, but go off. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> they also they also didn't know how to patent a sock full of quarters <laughs> so that they could sell it and and profit off of it. But that's that's another thing. So that means Matt Turf Wars Woo! is going to be the holiday game this year. Uh, they're going to sell super soakers, specially branded buckets, way marked up acrylic paint. And and just have kids destroy their grandparents or their aunt and uncle's houses. The bonus with that, they've already they're already in the works to acquire a cleaning company that will come in the day after and clean up all the paint for for your grandparents or aunts and uncles after the kids have destroyed the house and left. So wow, um, they're gonna get it on the front and back with turf wars, Matt. So congratulations, you are our winner today. Heyo. That's exciting. Good for them for cleaning up. That's way more forethought than I had. Grandma and Grandpa are going to be tripping on paint thinner. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is going to do it for us today at Debate This. You can follow along with the arguments on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DebateThisCast or on our website at DebateThisCast.com. Until next time, I'm Kyle Harper. I'm Todd. I was going to read an Elon Musk tweet, but they're all just so stupid. Thomas. I'm Matt. Pumping pudding, coal, <laughs> and and I'm Andrew, the hash slinging slosher Henderson. Ooh, that was a good one. I oh, like nice. that one. And we are saying thanks for debating with us, nerds. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets. Ooh.